0: 800 a.m. and 94.9 FM KINY Juno. From
1: the Alaska Airline Studio.
0: Local first. Now, News of the North. Good afternoon. Jordan Lewis from the capital city on KINY. Search efforts to locate three missing people in the Wrangell slide area have resumed this morning, and three people have been confirmed deceased. The slide, estimated to be 450 feet wide, occurred at about 9 p.m. Monday during a significant rain and windstorm near Wrangell. Ground teams made up of canines and ground search teams are actively working to search the area that state geologists have determined as safe for entry. DPS Communications Director Austin McDaniel details the search efforts. West Coast Guard search and rescue team vessels are on the water side, along with uh, search and rescue vessels from Wrangell and Samaritans searching the water side. And um, at this point, ground teams are making their way to the safe areas to search to begin ground searching as well. Additional search and rescue teams from Juno Sea Dogs and Petersburg Search and Rescue are also en route to assist with ground search efforts. Throughout the day and overnight, fixed wing, helicopter, and UAS drones have been actively searching the sky using both thermal imaging, standard imagery, as well as SAR team spotters on board aircraft. Areas of the slide remained unstable and active, and Alaska State Troopers continue to ask the public to please stay off the slide. Geologist with the Alaska Department of Natural Resources Barrett Salisbury was asked what possible mitigation efforts can be taken for the future. There are things that we can do ahead of time like monitoring meteorologic input and soil moisture conditions, monitoring degradation of things like permafrost in certain areas and where we know we have repeat debris flows we can engineer structures to help deflect them when they are moving those aren't foolproof. Countries like Japan, where these things are quite common, they have extensive systems of nets, uh, metal nets, to keep large debris from repeatedly striking the same areas, and so they can kind of deflect some of that. That all takes extensive upfront research, extensive money to maintain instruments for those types of observations, and then when those systems are effective, they're effectively destroyed and need to be rebuilt. So it's a, a huge effort to do that but it is possible incident commander for the state emergency operations center mark roberts gives an update on the state disaster declaration
1: governor dunleavy has declared a state disaster for this incident we are um, currently staffed at state emergency operations center preparedness level two we recalled staff last night to uh, manage this incident we've been in regular contact with the alaska state troopers department of public safety and the local incident command We've deployed one of our State Emergency Operations Center operations specialists down to Wrangell. He's on the way. Right now, the major focus is on search and rescue, and we're doing everything we can to support that, as well as being postured to take care of ongoing response, mass care needs, and recovery.
0: Wrangell residents interested in assisting in the search and rescue efforts are asked to contact the Wrangell Police Department at 907-874-3304 to sign up to assist. Additionally, if someone is unaccounted for that has not been reported missing, please report to the Wrangell Police Department. And stay up to date with News of the North on these ongoing efforts. Domestic violence is a leading cause of homelessness for women and their children. Alaska's major cities are struggling to manage homelessness, especially in the winter when the stakes for survival are even higher, and experts have identified domestic violence as one of the faucets that floods cities with homelessness. Maria Leveshuk, the director of Judo's emergency shelter, The Glory Hall, said possibly every woman in here has experienced domestic violence. Most women who come to us have experienced domestic violence at some point in their lives. Maybe not yesterday, but definitely it was very serious and it has impacted them. Lovashuk has said that not only does the statewide dearth of affordable housing keep people unhoused longer, but it can keep them in abusive relationships longer too, saying even if they want to leave, going to shelter is not a very appealing option, so they just stay. Lovashuk said that because shelters can be chaotic places, she sees some people stay in abusive situations rather than navigate them alone. She said the extensive paperwork for affordable housing programs can take months, and for people that want to flee domestic violence, that wait can outlast their resolve to leave. What we see is people who are in domestic violence relationships give up, she said. Abuse commonly compromises victims' economic stability. For example, it can result in eviction due to disturbances at home, job loss from missing work, or poor credit from a partner's financial actions. That, paired with a lack of affordable housing in the state, often results in homelessness. Nationally, most women who experience homelessness have been victims of domestic violence. In Alaska, where nearly 20% of adults who experience homelessness said they had a history of domestic violence, some emergency shelters are building long-term and permanent housing to keep families safe. You can read more about that on our website, KINYradio.com. Coming up next on News of the North, at about 11.21 p.m. last night, Capital City Fire and Rescue responded to a confirmed trailer fire at Thunder Mountain Trailer Court. That story is next with Jazz Garrett.
2: Welcome back to News of the North. I'm Jazz Garrett. At about 11.21 p.m. last night, Capital City Fire Rescue responded to a confirmed trailer fire at the Thunder Mountain Trailer Court. All occupants and pets of the trailer were out on CCFR's arrival with no injuries. All firefighters were able to go home safely afterwards. Chief Rich Etheridge gives more details.
1: The trailer was heavily involved with the fire when we arrived on scene, and the owner and his dogs had to escape out a window out of the back of the house. There was quite a bit of fire that was impinging on the trailer next to it and the power lines, uh, behind the trailer. Um, the crews were able to get the, the fire out before it actually spread to those. And, uh, the total, the trailer's a total loss. The floors are burned through and, uh, The occupants were uh, working on alternative locations to stay after last night.
2: Assistant Chief Ed Quinto was the first on the scene.
1: I met one of the occupants on the street. He stated that he was out and nobody else was in the building and all pets were out of the trailer. It was reported that there were some pets trapped. So he had control of his pets on the street. So it was confirmed not only that uh, everybody was out of that building, but adjacent to the fire trailer that everybody was also out to because some of the fire was imp- starting to impinge onto the other trailer, so we got there and because and along with the building on fire, there was some ammunition that was going off. You can hear some loud bangs going off when we got there, and we wanted to make sure our firefighters were safe, so we elected to keep the put the fire out from the outside, uh, and we did all our exterior attack from the outside, and we finally contained the fire.
2: There was a possibility of fire extension to two other trailers, which CCFR stopped with hose liners in place. They knocked the fire down before it ignited the next door trailers, but there was still some damage sustained, Quinto says.
1: Two adjacent trailers, one on either side, has some heat damage. Uh, One trailer has some broken windows from the flames and heat. The engine crew, after the fire, went back there and covered it up with some viscreen and wood so the occupants of that trailer can stay there um, that evening.
2: Assistant Chief Quinto also gives some fire safety advice.
1: Uh, This time of the year, you want to make sure your your smoke detectors are working um, and they're fully operational. People tend to forget to change the batteries. Those are the ones that have batteries in them. And you want to make sure that if you do have... Pets in your home. Uh, Sometimes it's not always a good idea to go after them when your house is on fire. So it's not always a good idea to go back in because you can get trapped and get hurt or worse things. So, but I understand sometimes you got to rescue your pets. So it's up to them. But uh, we advise people not to go back in to go retrieve not only their pets but their favorite item that they love to have.
2: Chief Etheridge adds this advice to make sure you can easily exit your residence.
1: Uh, at this time of year, making sure you have two ways out of your homes, uh, we get snow buildup on some of our back doors that we don't use very frequently. And that can hamper uh, your ability to escape uh, out of a structure.
2: Capital City Fire Rescue continues to investigate the cause of the fire today. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency has awarded the Central Council of the Tlingit and Haida Indian Tribes of Alaska a $1.5 million Solid Waste Infrastructure for Recycling grant. SWIFR is a new grant program authorized by the Save RC's 2.0 Act and funded through the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act. The program supports the implementation of EPA's national recycling strategy to build an economy devoted to keeping materials, products, and services in circulation for as long as possible. The grant awarded to Tlingit and Haida will be used for the development of a solid waste management program, which will establish a tribal network and regional hub focused on collecting, transporting, storing, and processing recyclable materials. Earlier this year, Clinkett and Haida signed cooperative agreements with the U.S. Department of Agriculture to assist local and municipal governments with projects that develop and test strategies for planning and implementing municipal compost plans and food waste reduction plans. Now you're up to date with News of the North. I'm Jazz Garrett.